the Nick Saban train never stops because right here, right now, as we're talking about the first game, Nick Saban just goes out and gets another commitment. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him, Jimmy. Alabama reeled in another commitment yesterday. A three-star fish from rather local waters in Jay Lindsay, a tight end uh, from right here in the state of Alabama. I'm going to put his little uh, thing that I screenshotted up here, which is, I mean, not exactly the best graphic you've ever seen, but we'll take it uh, from Patrician Academy, that football factory that is Patrician Academy in Butler, Alabama. Uh, he's already got the bangs for it, Jimmy. Do you think he's ready to uh, – to join the Crimson Tide next year, and can he make a difference, you know, relatively soon? The Bama Bangs. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, for one thing, I'm a big fan of this, but, you know, football teams are funny. You know, it's not like basketball or baseball. Or, you know, everyone's got a role to play. To me, Jay Lindsay is a role player, but a critical role player. And who knows? Maybe, maybe he does blow up into a George Kittle type tight end. I mean, that's possible. But, but why I'm excited about landing Jay Lindsay is just his ability to help us in a role, the blocking tight end, the block first physical presence. We've talked about it this entire offseason about running the damn ball and, 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 and be, getting back to being real physical on that side. It takes a tight end. I've always said for years, if you want a good description of what a team's offense is about, tell me about their tight end. Is he a big physical block first guy? Because now you got an offense that's going to run the ball, right? Or is he a, what amounts to just a big wide receiver, like Amari Nablack, you know, who's just really a big receiver who didn't necessarily you sign him with a with a great reputation of being a block ball guy, much less a block first guy. Or maybe you don't even have tight ends. There's teams all over the country right now that are so spread with their wide receivers that they don't even have tight ends on their roster. So you can tell a lot about an offense by their tight end. And Jay Lindsay uh, is a block first physical guy. That's why they signed him, or, or that's why they they, want, they flipped him from Mississippi State. That's why Mississippi State took him. Mississippi State doing the same thing, by the way, guys. You know, under Mike Leach, they were spread it out, throw it 60 times. Well, Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, he's hired the offensive coordinator at Appalachian State. They're going a major offensive transformation over there. They need to bring in some blocking tight ends because they're going to run the ball and be more balanced uh, with their new offense. And Jay Lindsey was, was a tight end they were bringing in because they're doing the same thing Alabama as a renewed emphasis on the physical uh, run game. So I like Lindsey in that way. Uh, what makes him, to me, a, a pretty good prospect that's, that is actually better than, than where he's rated is this. Even though he's a block-first guy, you're talking about a really impressive athlete. Now, I know he's at a private school. Uh, a really small private school. Uh, he doesn't play against good competition at all. That That's obvious. But this is a guy that's a pitcher on the baseball team. When he's not pitching, he plays third base. He plays some basketball uh, on the football team. He plays tight end on offense, and then he's the pass rusher on defense. This is a real athletic kid, son of a coach. By the way, his dad is the head coach and athletic director at Patrician Academy, and uh, I think his dad was a 
uh, an offensive lineman uh, in, in high school. So that's where he gets the physicality from. But uh, I, I'm not for a three-star that you had to flip from Mississippi State. This is a guy a lot of people won't get excited about. It's not a five-star, not a national top 100 guy. But I think a critical role player in what, what Alabama is now seeking to do on offense and one more sign that Nick Saban's telling the world Alabama's getting back to running the football. Yeah, I mean, you're right. People are not going to be super fired up about this. Um, I understand that. And I'm resigned to the fact that this class will be a top five, top six class versus necessarily a top three. Because when you look at um, the, the what's remaining, unless there's some major flip targets, unless, you know, if Ryan Williams were to reclassify, I mean, he would still be a five-star no matter what class he's in. So that would certainly help. If he reclassifies, if I don't even know if there's any rumblings of Jamie French reclassifying, but I'm saying if something like that were to happen, then I think this class could certainly go up into the top three, maybe even number one if you get those two. Uh, I'm not trying to start a rumor. I'm just trying yeah. to go through the numbers. And um, but otherwise, there's I mean, I you know, Bradley Shaw, who's pretty highly thought of. I mean, he's not going to go to Alabama. I mean, right. We don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. so. That's a guy Alabama's watching this fall. There's a few Quentin Reese. I think Quentin Reese. I mean, if there's an in-state linebacker Alabama may sign uh, late and surprise people, would be Quentin Reese, who's another three-star type. I like him. He's growing on me all the time. And a monster first game: 15 tackles, six tackles for loss, and two sacks. I mean, what a little baller! And he's a. Uh, I said he's Alex. A Reese. Alex he's Reese. A is kind of, yeah, I remember his dad was a star prospect at Auburn. Uh, Quentin Reese, uh, senior, and uh, his, his dad was a really good player at Auburn. But uh, yeah, his cousin is uh, Alex Reese, Alabama's former basketball player. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, I'm I'm a fan. I've seen him play a couple times. I mean, he's he's tough as a two dollar steak. There's no doubt about it. So um, I would be excited with him again. He's not going to be as highly rated. I mean, now he may get a bump in the rankings as we go along if you keep having these. There's a few three stars that I see. I'll tell you a three star that Alabama's got right now that absolutely needs to be a four star because because that's just what he is, and I'm confident that it's going to happen that way. And that's Red Morgan, mm -hmm. safety from Central Phoenix City. Uh, he's kind of universal three star. I think when all of the services are updating their rankings next time around, uh, I think Red Morgan. He's just straight up four star. William Sanders should also be an industry wide four star on three ranks and the number 111 prospect in the entire country, which makes him a high five four-star uh, Sanders should be. So there'll be a few threes getting bumped to fours. And uh, and let's remember about flip. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to predict a, a specific flip, but one year ago, as we sat here right now, Luke, uh, Caden Proctor was committed to Iowa and, and didn't look like he was budging. So let's not sell Nick Saban short on getting some high-profile flips. Uh, I would also say another five-star out there that uh, Alabama's got a great chance with is Jordan Seaton, the tackle from IMG Academy. Uh, you know, you land him and you're going to zoom up in the recruiting rankings. Uh, but I agree with you, Luke. I, I don't think this is a class that Alabama's going to finish number one. I would also tell you that that doesn't really, really matter, especially coming off a number one class and how Alabama is set up for a spectacular class in 25. So I'm not worried about it in the least. I would like to see Alabama finish in the top five, and I'm very confident they will as three stars get bumped to four, 
maybe you'll land a Jordan Seaton and, uh, and then you might get a high profile flip. Jimmy, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team and helps you find them faster and for free. All you got to do is go to LinkedIn Jobs and you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are indeed hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd ultimately like to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people and the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may, and I bet they do, apply. As the week continues, Jimmy, we will uh, be getting ready more and more for Middle Tennessee State. Maybe dive into Middle Tennessee State a little bit more tomorrow. Probably do some predictions about, you know, Alabama st stats and scores and maybe even some SEC predictions. Got the Florida game tomorrow night. Excited about that. I'm just excited for just about any football right now. But um, so, Jimmy, what are you most excited about? What or who are you most excited about for Saturday? Uh, it's not just one guy. For me, this question is about what can I see Saturday night that gets me really fired up about the rest of the season? Not to say I wouldn't be anyway, but what, what would get me particularly fired up about the whole season? And in my mind, Luke, that means new players emerging as star players. New guy. I mean, it's not Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cory Brooks. I mean, I know they're good players. They're, they're veteran good players. Jace McClellan, Roy Dell Williams, good veteran players. We can win with those guys. We can win with Jace and Roy Dell and Ja'Cory and Jermaine. And, and we can win with, 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 with you know, Amari Nablack and C.J. Dupree at tight end. What I want to see in terms of what would really excite me is new guys that appear to be blossoming into stars. Uh, one at wide receiver that immediately comes to mind for me is Malik Benson. Uh, I've been super high on Benson from the, from the jump. Nothing that's happened this spring or fall has changed that. I think Benson's going to be a really good player at this level. Uh, I, I think expecting it game one uh, isn't fair, so I'm not expecting it. But it would be nice to see Malik Benson, number 11, uh, at wide receiver, uh, may have a huge night, make make a big play or two that's like, wow, Benson's that guy. He's the dude. At, at running back for me, I know a lot of people would say Justice Haynes. I'm sticking with my guy, Jam Miller, there. Uh, again, I like Chase. I like Roy Dell. They need to be a big part of things. But, but what would get me really excited about the season is Jam Miller showing us uh, Saturday that he's a dude. He's a dude. This, this is where – maybe a first-round type back, like Malik Benson, maybe a first-round receiver, Jan Miller, a first-round running back. Uh, those sort of things get me really excited. To say nothing of Jalen Milrow, and, and, you know, I don't want to put too much on him either. He's going to have a lot, uh, whether I put it on him or not, because it's just, uh, you know, you're a quarterback at Alabama. That's the, the, the most or second most uh, visible person in the state of Alabama, frankly. Uh, I hope that Milrow uh, does stuff that makes us realize that that he can be a great player at this level. That that would be fun for me if if, if Milrow uh, takes a, a big step forward and goes from 
potential to delivery by that meaning stuff. You know, with his tools, he might be good one day. Well, what if that one day is Saturday and, and that we in that Milrose starts being more consistent as a passer hits on some big plays and confidence grows. So that's what I'm really excited about. I can name some defenders too, uh, like Deontay Lawson, who I think is about to take a huge step forward in terms of maybe being a star football player. Uh, I think that's very possible. Avoid being Tim Smith up front. Uh, Caleb Downs making a national splash would be a lot of fun. i tell you another name that a lot of Alabama fans don't even know He's going to impress some folks Saturday. You can write this down, Luke, and that's Jalen Key, the transfer from UAB. I think he's up. I think he's going to be a story. I'm, I guess to answer my question, I'm excited about the first two drives. And, and I think that if the first two drives are going to give us some answers on quarterbacks. If, if we don't score in the first two drives, I'm going to be worried. Um, now, be, be, I mean, I am. I, I'm going to, I'm going to overreact. A hundred percent. It's overreaction right. Saturday. I wrote a, col- a whole column on BOL called Overreaction Saturday and brought up specific scores from last year's week one that people overreacted to. Uh, and and, and that, that column got very little talk and not a lot of people talked about it. I guess people don't want to be busted going, oh, yeah, I'm one of those guys <laughs> that overreacts. But do you remember Oregon in week one? Oh, yeah. Georgia beat Georgia beat Oregon 49 to three. And it'd be fun to go back and read the reaction that people had, not to Georgia, because you didn't overreact to Georgia. Georgia looked like a national champion when they beat Oregon. They looked like the national champion, and they were. But people after that Oregon game, there were words like no, never, can't, terrible, horrible, bad hire, Bo Nix will never be good. This is terrible, non competitive. What a terrible hire. Those were all things you heard on week one. By the end of the year, Oregon was as good as anybody in the Pac-12. Bo Nix was launching a Heisman race uh, or Heisman campaign. Uh, that, that's just what I mean by overreaction to week one. Of course, there will be overreaction to a lot of performances, both good and bad. You know, it, it makes me think about the Garth Brooks song, uh, Unanswered Prayers, because uh, – I don't know where I saw this or who was talking about it, but somebody somewhere I saw online and it made me go back and watch the Alabama Florida game from 06. Um, Alabama just, I went to that game in Gainesville. Alabama bludgeoned Florida the year before. That was the infamous Tyrone Prothrow injury. And um, Alabama was playing Florida in Gainesville. They were up, I think, 10 to 7 at the half. And in the second half, there was a, uh, a near interception. It probably would have been a pick six for Ramsey Robinson. And he dropped it. Florida goes on to win the game, something like 28 to 13, I want to say. They were national uh, champions. Yeah, they, national- they, they end up winning the national championship. They, and, in fact, um, if uh, that, that was a pick that it was against Chris Leak maybe, and, it, and what, what it did was make Urban Meyer very upset like, Hey, you're just not passing very well. I'm going to play Tebow more, and I, so um, that was interesting. But uh, regardless, um, what I'm saying is, if he had intercepted it, let's say Alabama intercepts that ball and goes and scores a touchdown, and, and they beat Florida on the road for the second year in a row, they beat Florida, which which was the standard at the time. You know, we don't have Nick Saban. I mean, just like people talk about the unanswered prayer of Rita Rodriguez. 
I mean, it's little things like that. Um, how about a Rick Gilbert? You know, we, we were so irate. I was that he didn't pick Alabama. We just assumed he was picking Alabama. He goes to LSU. He gets booted out of there. Essentially he goes to Georgia, gets booted out of there. Now I, I didn't even know this. He ends up in Nebraska. And then they show this video of him committing burglary in uh, Nebraska. And he's probably going to be booted from there. This is a guy that just doesn't have his head on straight, whether it's mental illness, whether it's whatever, he just doesn't have his head on straight. It's unfortunate. I hate it because I think he's an incredible talent and it's a shame that he's going to waste all that talent. But at the time, if you remember, we were like, this is just – this is horrible that we didn't get him. We thought this was going to be a game changer. I mean, we were on this podcast talking about it. This is awful. And it turns out it's kind of, it kind of worked out. So um, – but my point about all this uh, is I don't remember. Um, why, why would I have talked to you about unanswered prayers at all, Jimmy? Tell me. Help me. <laughs> because there's something that you want to happen Saturday, and it may oh, yeah. not happen, and that's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. It, well, I mean, um, you, you think that uh, I know I'm going to overreact. I'm telling you in advance. If if Jalen Milrow, if we go say three and out in our first two drives, I'm immediately going to doubt Jalen Milrow a lot. <laughs> and fair. if he's and and I shouldn't, I should not. I'm telling you now, I shouldn't do that. But I know that I am because I'm not. You know, if Bryce Young had done it, Bryce Young was. You know, I, I had enough confidence in him. I'm so sketchy on the quarterback situation going into this season. It's going to scare the heck out of me if we don't do something nice. No people have no confidence. It's from people not having any confidence. I would just urge people. It's not going to stop it from happening, but I urge people. Just because the offense isn't moving the ball, that doesn't always mean it's on the quarterback. It's not a 100% That's right. the quarterback. Guys up front could be missing blocks, missing assignments, receivers dropping balls, running backs hitting the – wrong hole, not picking up the blitz as they're supposed to. It's not always the quarterback's fault. But Saturday, I can't help but think Jalen Milrow is going to get too much criticism or too much praise. I've seen enough sports to know, Luke, that Jalen may be great against Middle Tennessee and not so good the next week against Texas. Or the opposite, <laughs> where he struggles against Middle Tennessee and the nerves of opening night and then saves our bacon and is the uh, star of the Texas game. We've all been watching sports all our lives and seen stories like that over and over again. I, you just can't assume too much. You just trust uh, what the coaches have seen in practice. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, Mel uh, Kuyper put out his newest big board. There's some interesting stuff on there. And we're back. Uh, so, yeah, Mel Kuyper put out that big board that he does every year. This is what scares me a little bit. And, again, I'm, I feel like I'm being way too negative this show. Um, I'm just – I'm not being negative. I'm telling you I'm going to be negative if bad things happen. <laughs> I'm preparing for how, how negative I can be if bad things happen. But I'm going I'm, to – I'm trying to go at it with a positive attitude right now. I feel like Jalen Miller, if we score two – conversely, if we score – Touchdown, passing touchdowns or a running touchdown by Jalen Milrow, whatever, um, in the first two drives, I'm going to be like Jalen Milrow for Heisman. I'm going to overreact <laughs> as badly and poorly and effectively and fantastically as any human being can based on our first two drives. Um, now, the big board coming in from uh, Mel Kuyper, I found this to be very interesting um, because what scares me I don't see as many bammers on there as I normally do. Uh, I see, I'll tell you what I did see. 
what stood out to me, I see like several Penn State guys. Um, That kind of shocked me. They have the number three guy, according to the number nine guy, and the number 11 guy. Now, Alabama's got number eight, number 10, and J.C. Latham, and number 12. And you say, well, Luke, they got three dudes on there. I know it it feels like we don't have as many. I mean, I guess – and here's the other interesting thing to me. He's got Riley Leonard on there, uh, former Fairhope uh, superstar Riley Leonard, who I absolutely loved in high school and I wish we had signed him. Um, and then you look at some other things, like he, he has rankings of, of the top six or seven guys at the various positions. Obviously, he doesn't have an Alabama quarterback. He doesn't have an Alabama running back. Doesn't have an Alabama wide receiver. Doesn't have an Alabama tight end. Fullback or H-back, no bammer. He's got J.C. Latham as offensive tackle, obviously, but no Alabama guard, no Alabama center, no Alabama defensive end, no Alabama defensive tackle. Um, Off-ball linebackers, no bammer. Outside linebackers, he's got Dallas Turner, of course. Cornerback, he's got Kool-Aid number one. Uh, No other bammer, no safety, and no kicker and no punter. And, well, I'll take that back. He's got kicker at Will Reichert at number two. I'm sorry about that. I missed that. Um, But – that seems low compared to what we have had in the past. And I guess it makes me wonder if I should tamp down using your expression, which I'd never heard before. And now you've educated me if I should tamp down my expectations a little bit, but I'm not gonna. Well, two things, two things. Uh, here's the neg. Ne- I'll, t- I'll give the negative take and then the positive take. The negative take for me is, and I've said this several times on the show during the off season, still reiterating, I think one through 85, this Alabama team is really, really good. One of the better Nick Saban teams in terms of the accumulation of talent on this team, one through 85. I think Alabama's got the best roster in college football, better than Georgia, better than Ohio State. Uh, One through 85, the, the depth of talent is unreal and a real nod to Alabama's tremendous recruiting. One through 22, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sold uh, on one through 22 being a team that measures up to most of Saban's teams. Uh, I think most of Saban's teams, players one through 22, have been a little better than this. And I think that's exactly what Luke was just talking about in terms of Mel Kuyper's big board and his draft projections. There are fewer Alabama guys. That's because one through 22, maybe there's some question marks. But the positive part is what, how I started the show. What I'm excited about is there are players that Mel Kuyper, for instance, is unfamiliar with because it's impossible for him to know every player in all of college football. There are some players that Mel Kuyper doesn't know, he's unaware of, that I think could blossom into dudes that end up on Mel Kuyper's big board, like a Jam Miller at running back, like a Malik Benson at wide receiver, like Isaiah Bond, like Amari Nablack at tight end like Tyler Booker at guard and Caden Proctor at left tackle, Deontay Lawson at the mic, Jaheim Otis at nose guard, Caleb Downs at at safety, Terrion Arnold at cornerback, Jalen Key, the new safety from UAB. I think there's lots of new guys that understandably don't have a big reputation yet, but they're going to earn one soon and get one. So I think the negative, you know, it's fair to say, Gosh, there there really is only three or four proven stars on this team. That, that's true. That's true, and it's a little alarming based on on previous Saban teams. But but 
I'm very optimistic and confident in a lot of guys that you can't call stars yet, but I think they're just a few games away from, from, uh, from earning that label. Yeah. And I think one of those guys, and as you mentioned, he is draft eligible. If, if uh, Jalen Milrow can be the guy we want him to be and be the guy we think he can be, I think he'll be on that draft list. You tell me, Jimmy, I thought about this last night. Why can't Jalen Milrow be this year's Anthony Richardson? Now, let's also preface this by saying Anthony Richardson was a fine college quarterback who gave us plenty of highlights. He didn't give them a lot of wins. They had a losing record Florida did last year. But he still went number three in the draft. And Alabama's got a better supporting cast so and a better coach. So my question is, if you take a, an Anthony Richardson and just change his name to Jalen Milrow and you put him on Alabama's team, I think you'll be a lot better. And why Why wouldn't right. NFL scouts be just as excited about a guy? Okay, he's not – I was going to say he may not be as fast as Richardson. I don't know. I don't know if he is or isn't. He's probably close. He's bigger. Uh, than Anthony Richardson? Isn't he? Richardson might be a little taller. I think, I think Richardson might be taller than Milrow. Uh, but – but Milrow's not short. I think Milrow's a, like a legitimate six-two, maybe maybe even a little bit more. Uh, there's nothing wrong. I, I like the comparison in a way. I think there's two guys in the SEC, Luke. I think I think Milrow at Alabama and Joe Milton at Tennessee both have a chance to be Anthony Richardson this year. What you hope is that they're Anthony Richardson plus, and by that I mean wowing NFL scouts with their physical ability thus the cop to Anthony Richardson, uh, but needing to be more efficient with the ball, both Milton and Milrow, to be honest, being more efficient, being a better passer. I think with, for Jalen Milrow, Luke, you know, I've said my one litmus, here's, there's two litmus tests to be a really good NFL quarterback prospect in my mind. But by the way, Richardson fails both, and he was the fourth pick in the draft. We'll see what happens. But to me, the two litmus tests are this. Number one, can you – Sit in the pocket and deliver the ball well down the field into a small window. Can you do that? Milrow hasn't proven that to me. I don't think he's proven it to anybody listening to the show. He may be proving it on the practice field, but I don't think we've seen enough throws from Jalen Milrow that look like Sunday throws. Deep balls down the field into small windows. Secondly, the two-minute drive. In the NFL, the two-minute drive is a part of your weekly staple. They might as well schedule it on your television because NFL games are close. NFL games are usually decided by one score. And with two minutes left in the game, one quarterback or the other is going to have the ball and two minutes to drive the length of the field. I think it's the ultimate litmus test for a quarterback. We haven't seen Milrow do it at Alabama. He hasn't been asked to do it. Can Milrow drive the length of the field making plays both with his arm and his legs to get down the field quickly and score with the game on the line. We saw Bryce Young do it against Texas. We saw Bryce do it against LSU. We saw Bryce do it against Tennessee. Uh, defense didn't hold against up there in the bargain in those in two of those years. But against Auburn, against Auburn. Bryce certainly can complete passes in small windows. We saw that all the time. But to me, that's the question about Miller. Hey, you want to play in the NFL? Do these two things we haven't seen you do. And we haven't seen him do it because he hadn't had an opportunity and he hadn't been an older player with those opportunities yet. So to me, if Milrow can do those two things, there's no reason he can't be Anthony Richardson. In fact, 
Anthony Richardson didn't really do those things, and he was the fourth pick based on nothing but crazy tools. Milrose got some crazy tools too. That's right. Well, we will talk more about this. We'll have some predictions tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And uh, be sure and join us. We also got some exciting news about uh, something coming up. We're going to tell you about as soon as we've given given the, the okay to do that. So we'll be doing all that tomorrow. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.